Welcome to Power for Your Living podcast with Prophet Daniel Amwating, a timely, inspirational, and revelational message to restore your life and destiny. This message gives you the power to live your best life given to you by God. Now, to today's message. I can't feel you. Oh, are you having energy? I still don't get the energy. If you know that today God will speak in your life, you will say it louder. The person that will say it louder, I think when I start prophesying, you are the one that will come first. So you know, you know you can speak it like this and you are speaking it like that. Listen, when you come to the house of God, your energy breaks something in the atmosphere. Even your south alone causes your heavens to be open. Let me see those whose heavens are open. One, one, two, three, let's go. So I've been teaching on this series of watch your mouth simply means the power of words. How you speak, what you are supposed to speak, what you are not supposed to speak. And when the wrong word is spoken on a person, what shows up in their lives. And how to reverse wrong words. And on Sunday, I started breaking down all the three services, showing you how to reverse and divert the activities of wrong words. And I went into different points. But one point that I want to go on around today, in the next few moments, is that what can really help you when the wrong word is spoken on you is the altar backing you. Tell somebody the altar. The altar. I can't feel you. You know, everybody needs an altar. And an altar has to back you and speak for you. I'll give you only about three verses today. And um, the altar is a place that talks. The altar talks. As we are here right now, this altar has a voice and is speaking. And the moment a word is spoken against you, the altar is the one that will talk back to, for you. And it's called response. Someone say response. response. Revelation chapter 16 verse 7. And response simply means a word has been spoken and another is replying. So response is also called a reply. So it says, and I heard the altar respond. When I heard, I heard the altar respond. When you are seated here right now and I ask you, what did you eat yesterday? I've spoken to you. But the moment you say, I ate rice, it means you have responded. So before an altar will respond, it means somebody is, has also spoken. So if anyone speaks against your destiny and you are not even there to answer, when you have an altar behind you, the altar is the one that will respond. And today I speak in the name of Jesus. If they have mentioned you will never be happy, the altar will respond and say, you will be happy. If they have said when good things will never save up in your life, I said the altar will respond. Open your mouth and shout and say the altar will respond for me. Let's go again. For the last time. And child of God, hear me. The altar is a sacred place. And I've told you, the sacred place of the altar should not only be the one in the church. You need to also build an altar in your house. If you have an office, you can build an altar in your office. And building an altar is not get, getting a block and a cement in your house or your office. It's very simple. If everybody 
has 100% chance of building an altar around them, but they don't know. First of all, you will get a Bible in, at a flat place, a flat place. You know, um, everybody has a place where sometimes they pray in their house, right? And everybody has a Bible. So that particular tabletop, it can be a tabletop. Man of God, get me this one. Yeah, and get me a Bible. It can be even the sideboard of your bed. So your Bible, everybody has a Bible already. Where your Bible is, you, play, you place your Bible. And everybody has olive oil, right? You take your olive oil. So the olive oil you always use on yourself, that's the place you keep it. And everybody takes in communion. I've advised that communion should not be taken only once in a month. Your, your, so your communion that you take is at that place. Salt is good for your preservation. Sometimes you can put salt in water, put your feet in for your preservation. So the salt too, you place your salt over there. Then, um, so we have the salt. You can even get a bottle of water. Why a bottle of water there? You always declare on that water that as I drink this water, let my body come out from sickness. Listen, listen to me. You've built an altar. Everybody has this in their house that they use to anoint themselves. Now, what can make this altar you have built become powerful? What can make this altar become powerful? So that the same potency that is over here can be, can be there in your house. There has, there has to be a connection from the altar here to the altar in your house. You know that when you come on this altar, you turn the altar. Testimonies happen. Am I saying the truth? So how can the same thing also happen over now on the altar that is in your house? So you know that you come to church on Tuesday today. And when you are coming to church, you know that you give your offering or give your prophetic sacrifice. So what will happen is that the altar that is in your house, the offering that you give in church today, you have already placed it on that altar in your house. It can be an envelope that you place it inside or just that particular sacrifice you give. Your offering, whether it's a seed, you place it under. Even your tithe you want to give, you place it on that altar. Now, what to make the, that altar powerful like this one is that when you are now coming to church, you go to that altar, you pick that particular sacrifice, that particular money. You place it in your pocket, you place it in your bag. Now, when time comes in the service and say we are giving offerings, we are giving our sacrifice, that time you pick that sacrifice and the offering time you come and drop it. What has happened is that that offering that you now place on here, because it's coming from the altar in your house, the potency and the grace over here has been transferred over there. So when you go down on your knees to pray in that house and say, God, remember me. It's equal to God remembering you the same way it is happening over here. Now, you have a child. You want God to touch your child and bless the life of your child. You know that when you take your child's picture and you place it on here, it's very good. But when you place it on here after service, it might be taken away or you might not find it. So the easiest way you can do is that the same child you want God to bless, you take the child's photo and place it in the altar in your house. And say, God, so long as the photo of my child is on this altar, 
may no weapon come close to my child. While the child is in school, God, there's an attack against you in marriage. The man's mind is going somewhere. You take the man's picture. No need to come and place it over here. Placing it over here is good, but it's only temporal. Because maybe seven times when you are touching the altar, you have the photo, you touch it because we don't keep photos over here. So maybe you have only already touched here. But it has to be on a permanent altar. So you, play, you take that picture, you put it on that altar in your house. As Father, as this photo is on the altar, wherever the mind of the man is, let it reverse back to me. Church, God will do something amazing because now you know that the altar can respond. Somebody has been disturbing you, frustrating you. You want to keep their name on the altar permanently, but you know it will not be possible. You write that name, say, Father, this has been a thorn in my flesh. I place it before you on the altar. So even that, that one, that, that one, you don't need to even put it on that altar that is in your house. You go and place it. If you take that foot name, you drop it in front and say, Father, I've brought, I've brought the name in front of you. This person has said that I will not make it. This person has vowed that I will die before my time. Father, let the altar deal with that particular individual. You hear me? Altar is a sacred place where God and man have an interaction. Where the grace of God and the grace that is on a man come together. And any time that particular, to, that particular place of this fellowship is, God himself will drop down. Anytime God will speak to his people, he will speak to Jacob. He will tell Jacob, build an altar. Sometimes God will not even tell him to build an altar. The Bible says, and he will build an altar there because he says, and God was here. He will take a stone. He will anoint the stone and say, because God was here, I've built an altar. Then he will put a name on that altar. And that name will be a reference point of every good thing that has to happen in his life. So he said to Abraham, go up there and build an altar for me. And use your child. The Bible says after every altar was built, he called the place Jehovah Jireh, Yahweh Yireh. Simply means Jehovah will provide. So anytime Abraham refers to that place, he said, God, I built an altar. And the name of the altar is called, you shall provide. So Father, anything I need, remember that altar and provide for me. And let me tell you this. So they had different, different, different altars. One guy was going through issues. His name was called Gideon. Battle upon battle, affliction upon affliction. Going through issue, warfare. He built an altar and called the name of the altar Jehovah Shalom. Jehovah is my peace. And God gave him peace. So somebody is here who asked that prophet, okay, they had one altar called Jehovah Shalom. Jehovah, they also built one that was called Jehovah Nisi. Jehovah is my banner. Jehovah is my victory. And God gave them victory. So somebody will ask a question. If this, all these altars have different names, does it mean that prophet, we should build different, different altars? No. 
This is the good thing about God in the New Testament. You don't, so somebody will say, okay, then I'll get one in my house that will be called Jehovah, Jehovah will provide. This one to fight my, no, one altar. One altar. But when you go in front of that altar, what you want God to do, if you want God to be your Jehovah Nisi of your victory, you go there and declare, Father, as I'm here, let me become victorious on all sides. Have one altar that's so Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah is my healer. So when you need healing, you stand in front of that altar and say, God, give me strength. Because church, voices will be mentioned. Voices, mouths will be opened. But when mouths are opened against you, what will respond for you? And now from this test, you know that the altar responded. The altar responded. Why should an altar be there that will respond for you? Because when they are declaring negative things on you, hear me, you are, no, you are not there to hear. Are you there to hear? Will you be there to hear? But if you have an altar, an altar is a response. So every day you declare, Father, respond. Father, respond. Father, respond. The moment, because one of the areas to counter, stop wrong words is to respond back. And sometimes you are so busy on your life, you don't have chance to respond. Respond simply means reply. So the altar will respond for you. And this morning, you are about to tell what a God. In the agenda of words that has been spoken in the atmosphere. Because one thing about words is that when a word is spoken, a word doesn't die. Words don't die. Words don't die. When a word is spoken, you shall be great. You shall be wonderful. It doesn't die. It is there. It becomes like you have thrown something in the sky, but it didn't come down and it's there. And, the, and that thing can only come down after it has been fulfilled. And what I'm saying is good and bad, both good and bad words. Don't forget, it's both good and a bad word. When it's thrown in the atmosphere, it doesn't come down. And it's waiting to give birth. When I say a word is waiting to give birth, it means it's waiting to be fulfilled. So I can sit here, I can stand here and ask you a question. What has been a word that has been spoken and is waiting to be fulfilled? And every word has a timer. So it will be there. Ke, 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 waiting. So an example Somebody, a word has been placed on somebody to die at a particular age. What actually goes on is that because that word has been spoken for the person to die at this particular age, the word is waiting. The word is there, it's waiting for the individual to die at the particular age. So what will happen is that it will create an opportunity. So it will look for whether an accident, whether a sickness. So the one that will be conducive, the person will just enter and that will be it. So sometimes a word has been spoken for an individual to get an accident and the person is at home. How can accident happen? Something will happen for somebody to call the person and say, oh, come outside and come and look at something. When they go outside, something hit them. Have you heard that story before? And people will tell you that, ah, even the whole day, he didn't go out. The whole day, she didn't go out. 
when she only went out, oh, then it happened. It's because it's not the pen that they didn't want to go out or a word was outside waiting because it has been mentioned. But what can stop it is an altar that will respond for you. So although a word has spoke, been spoken that the person is supposed to get accident because you have an altar marking you. The altar will respond to that word. That hey, this one will not get any accident. So you go outside and nothing will happen to you. Today I came to place you on that realm. I came to place you on that realm. So hear me. That is the level, Sandman help me. That is the level you become a wonder. So when your enemies, when Babalawas and Voodoo people sit down around their tables, they say to themselves, ah, something is wrong. Because what we mentioned, the person was able to sit in a car on that day. But when the person went out, the person was able to come back. It's because what they said, an altar responded for you. And I can boldly ask you, what is the altar, that particular altar, that is responding for you? Now that's the question. Which altar is responding for you? Now I've taught you how to build an altar. But the, for the altar to become powerful, it's supposed to be linked to the sacrifice you leave from there and place it on here, on the altar of God. And the altar that fights for you, number one, is the altar you respect. If you don't respect an altar, it will never work for you. Somebody say, how, how can I respect an altar? It's how I treat that church where the altar is. How I respect the men of God, not the man of God, the men of God. When another pastor is standing there, do I respect the same pastor as Pastor Daniel? Because if another pastor stands there and you don't respect that pastor, the altar will not work for you. Why? Because that pastor who came to stand there was also standing on the same altar. Number three, the altar I put my tight on. Wow, that church is powerful. I will go there to receive prayers, but I don't pay my tithe there. That altar will never work for you. Because where you place your tithe is what you respect God for. Why? Because tithe is not from, it's not from a man. Tithe is from God. God is the one who said give tithe. So where you place, so, so example, where you, the altar you have built, where you place your tithe, that is where that altar, particular altar will speak for you. So you can take your seed and your offerings and come and place, place it from the one in the house and place it on here. Yes, on that day of the service, it will work for you. But the ones you place your tithe on is the one that permanently backs you. Even if you have forgotten to put an offering on there. Because in the spiritual realm, that shows where your respect and your potency is. That's how an altar can speak for you. Because everybody seated here, before we pray, you, knew, you need this secret because you can't stop people. I always tell people, you can't stop people from fighting you. Number two, you can't stop people from talking bad about you. Can you stop them? When somebody is sitting in their closet and they are putting a word on you, can you stop them? You can't stop them. The only way you can stop them is to pray that God kill them. And if it's not the time that God wants to kill them, to go ask for God, some killing, he will not kill Oh, yeah, we do some prayers here. We do direction. Sometimes we instant go there. Pa, 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 pa. 
something happens. Hey, wow, amazing. It's powerful. Say, yes, we know. But if God says this one is not dying now, it's not dying now. But there are some ones that God said, this one, let it quick. You do the direction, pa, it goes. So that one day you can, when you, they are killed, they can't talk again. But what if they are not dying now? And, not, and what, what if they are not the type of enemies who are supposed to die? Because somebody, let me tell you the truth. Let me show you. I always show you this. There are two types of enemies. And never forget about that. When you are praying, these, these enemies, they are everybody's enemies in life. Everybody, everybody, everybody seated. Every, every, everybody seated here. Your enemies are only two. These are the two types of enemies in this life. These are the only two types of enemies in this life. Let me show you. Come and let me show you. Come. So when you know, when you know this secret, stand here for me. Stand here for me. There are two types of enemies. Everybody has these two types of enemies. I'm talking about the power of words. But everybody has two types of enemies. So that's why I said, some enemies, you pray they will not die. And some of them, you pray and God has to kill them. Now, the, the enemy, the type of enemies, number one, is called Judas enemies. Someone say Judas. Yes. They are called Judas enemies. The second type of enemies, they are called Psalm 23. And we say Psalm 23. Psalm 23. Okay, I'll come to explain to you. Pastor Daniel, who is a Judas enemy? I'm glad you asked me. Judas enemies are the enemies who has vowed and said that not until you die, they will not be comfortable. Those enemies, their assignment, the day they want to be happy is the day they want to see you in a coffin. They are called the Judas enemies. Okay. Now what is Psalm 23 enemy? Psalm 23 enemies are the enemies. For those enemies, they don't want to see you die. But they have vowed and said that they don't want to see you prosper. Why are they some 20, why, why, why is my own revelation God gives to me? Why are they called some 23 enemies? It says, and the Lord will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. So those kinds of enemies, they don't want to see you prosper. It means they are supposed to be alive for, for them to see that God has prepared a table before you in their presence. So those are the enemies who said you can't get a car. So those enemies that are supposed to be alive to see you in your own car. Those who said you cannot marry, they're supposed to come to your wedding and fight over cakes and chips. Those are the Psalm 23 enemies. So these enemies, you don't pray for them to die. You pray that God, let them see. But for Judas' enemies, they have vowed and said that they have collected money and money has been paid and they have said, not until this guy dies, we are not comfortable. So those enemies... You have the right to finish them. So why are they Judas' enemies? Judas betrayed Jesus for Jesus to die. But Judas and Jesus, who died first? Jesus and Judas, who died first? Jesus and Judas, who died first? So for the Judas' enemies, they have to die before you. Those enemies, you have to go and see their dead body in their coffin. Because they... Oh, I can feel somebody... So, this is the secret of life. So, in a time you are praying, there are two types of enemies. Psalm 23 enemies 
and Judah's enemies. So, if your enemy, if, if the one talking evil words on you is a Psalm 23 enemy, he's not going to die. So, you're supposed to reverse their words. But the one speaking bad words, if it's a Judah's enemies, they can go off. Sit down, down. Be on your feet. We are about to speak to God. We are about to speak. Thank you for joining us on Power for Your Living podcast. You can contact Prophet Daniela Martin on www.danielamartin.net or call the toll-free number 1844-314-7337 or call plus 233-240-799910. Or email amoatt at hotmail.com. If you are blessed by this message, you can prayerfully consider partnering with this ministry by giving your offering on www.danielamwating.net or cash up, dollar sign, power of worship, one, or PayPal, info at danielamwating.net or MTN mobile money, 055-0000881. Thank you. You can worship with Prophet Daniela Martin at Power of Worship International Ministries, Spinktest Road, Accra, Ghana, or any of his international branches across the world. Visit us on our social media handles, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, Clubhouse, at Daniel Amwating, or Power of Worship International on Facebook. Thank you.